0: Big sky, big potential. This is Eastern Promise. Welcome to another choice cut from Eastern Promise's archive. Interviews that are being checked out from our audio library more often than a dog eared copy of The Gruffalo. And this time we've made extra room on the broom. I'm joined by four of our region's shiniest stars of the silver screen. Craig Higgins of Norfolk Screen, Rachel Aldridge and Jim Horsfield of Screen Suffolk and local filmmaker Crispin Buxton. Together, we explore how the filmmaking industry operates in the east of England and whether the risk of having our best behind the camera talent poached is offset by the economic boost when Disney, Amazon or Netflix roll into town so turn off your mobile phone unless you're listening to me on it grab your popcorn and bucket of fizzy drink and prepare yourself for our feature presentation I don't know which order <laughs> you appear on your own screens but if I just okay. ask uh, perhaps Jim then Rachel Craig and then Crispin mm-hmm. Uh, to just introduce yourselves and tell us uh, a bit about what you do in the organizations you're from so jim
1: okay so i'm i'm jim horsfield i'm operations and business development manager for screen suffolk which is an organization that was set up about five and a half years ago when all the councils inside suffolk came together the district borough and county councils um after realizing there was an opportunity for filming in the region Um, to bring kind of productions in, to manage and permit that and promote the region um, to film companies travelling from London um, because of the economic benefits that regional filming brings. Fantastic. Rachel.
2: I'm Rachel Aldridge and I I job share with Jim. So I'm exactly the same as him. We're both operations and business development managers. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I do exactly the same. We promote filming in, in Suffolk and the region.
3: Brilliant, Craig. Hello, so yeah, Craig Higgins. I'm one of the co-founders of Norfolk Screen, uh, which launched in November, 2020. And we set that up as an opportunity to start promoting Norfolk as a bit of a, you know, a place to come and film and also providing a free local directory uh, for those looking for cast crew, facilities, services. Um, And along with that, we also do a lot of webinar events, uh, which we call Norfolk Screen Talks, uh, to encourage people to come and learn some stuff
0: was it was it yourself that um did the one with Lawrence Rickard
3: yeah 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 that's right yeah from ghosts
0: yes yes is, my daughter's a huge horrible histories fan so uh oh okay yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah
3: he's great larry mm. yeah
4: crispin hi i'm crispin buxton i'm a um i'm a below the line film technician um filmmaker i um work as a production manager, line producer, location manager, assistant director, sort of just below all the money people. Um, and for the last seven years, I've been doing that um, exclusively in Norfolk, um, under the um, the moniker of the Norfolk Film Company, um, which actually really is, um, it's really an energy. It's not, you know, there is, there is a company, but it's not run, as such, um, in in any formal way, what it is, it's me and the community of filmmakers that I work with, that I bring to productions to support both homegrown productions and visiting productions coming to film here, in putting it together. So you know, we do, yeah. I um, mean, every everything and anything that comes here um, that wants to talk to me, I get involved with or not. Um, And then I also have um, uh, a 45,000-square-foot hangar um, in darkest west-northwest Norfolk um, near Fakenham, Rainham Hangar Studios, Um, and we have been um, operating as a sort of a pop-up studio in the region for the last five years. We've done three feature films, one High-end TV series for Sky um, last year. We've got another couple of things all just about to lock in for this year, and then a smattering of um, training films, music videos, commercials, and sort of everything in between. Um, and
1: yeah.
4: I mean, uh, Crispy and I was fascinated. I've
0: actually print on my printout of questions here. I've highlighted the words below the line. Below the line, chemistry. Um, for those of us like myself not steeped in the law, could you just um, explain below the line
4: (laughs) okay so above above the line is um above the line is um writers directors script development um raising finance um cast key you know big 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 cast all sort of the packaging the pulling it together the raising the money and then you get green for go and then below the line is all the people who are actually making it happen. Yeah. So above the line, developing, developing, raising, below the line, spend, 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 spend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> make, 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 make. Yeah,
0: brilliant. That's where the, where, where the magic happens, as it were. Uh, so what... I'm really interested in what how you'd characterise the state of, of the filming industry uh, in, in the region. I don't know whether you want to sort of distinguish between Norfolk and Suffolk and, 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 came and obviously Cambridge is, we don't have a representative of Cambridge here. Um, but are, are we leading lights, scrappy underdogs, beggars at the feast? How, how do we, how do we, how do we think about ourselves? Can I ask Rachel to go first, then Craig, Crispin and Jim?
2: Well, we, um, Well we, we launched in 2016 and since then we've been working really hard to bring more filming into into Suffolk primarily um obviously we work you know whenever there's a production coming in, we're always collaborative with Craig as well and we suggest Norfolk if we don't have what they're looking for um but before Screen Suffolk started in 2016 um there was only 30 filming days registered in the county um uh, and now, last year we had 242. So we're, mm-hmm. you know, it's on the increase. I'd say it's becoming more and more attractive to film in in this area. Um, you know, we're not a big, you know, there's lots of things that need to happen, like production funds and big studios and things, which would mean which would make um, us we, we'd we'd very easily become a big filming hub if all those things sort of aligned and came came into, you know. Happened, I think. Would you agree with that, Craig? Is it Craig next?
3: Yeah, Craig, <laughs> well, next Well, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, I mean, Norfolk, I mean, last year was pretty good, I think. We probably had our most popular filming days. Would you say April time, Crispin, for the region? did we have like three things filming in
4: Norfolk? Um, last two last, features. Last week of March. Yeah. We had Kristen Stewart in Huntsdanton, we had Ken Branner in my studio, and we had Emma Thompson in Norwich in norwich and i reckoned on a sort of a cursory back of a cigarette packet that was probably um the better part of 400 people on the ground engaged in physical film production in one week Mm -hmm. which actually completely you know never never happened even in the in the glory days of anglia because they would just be doing a series you know would be tells the unexpected, or it would be Inspector Gently, or it would be the PD, James thing, you know. But to have that level of activity in the county in one week was unprecedented. And it certainly signposts well for the future, because let's face it, we, our industry, it, so if they're not gonna come to our, if they're not gonna come to the east of England now, <laughs> they're never gonna come here oh let's
0: let's 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 keep on op- sure they will keep optimistic that's that's uh, that's exactly uh, let's get out there exactly. jim do you want to weigh in or has that been covered or
1: yeah no i think i mean same as sort of norfolk had sort of increasing filming we did as well and what we're noticing is that the the level of productions that's coming that are coming in um are increasing so we've, we've always historically had lots of tv stuff come in uh might be one-off episodes or sort of small dramas But in the last kind of couple of years, we've noticed more series coming. And we've got um, this Friday, we've got Magpie Murders coming, being released on Brickbox UK, uh, which obviously we closed roads and they used a village called Kersey um, in Mid-Suffolk. And that was an Irish production that came across. But obviously, Anthony Horowitz was the writer of Suffolk based. Um, And in comparison, we had a production in that came in and they were they did a set build for about three months, shot for a month. And then took about a couple of months to de-rig it, and that was on a site on the east coast. And at one point, we had 300 crew in working on the on the single production for a month. Um, and the economic benefits for that is way more than just filming income, uh, because over the over the production, we estimate they had about 12 to 15,000 hotel nights. Which obviously is an enormous boost to the local economy, mm-hmm. um, and local power suppliers, waste suppliers, catering suppliers, cleaning suppliers. Yeah. So it's, I mean, we're we're looking at it from a much wider point of view, as I'm sure Norfolk is as well. The economic impact is absolutely massive. So, and that's only going up.
0: You you you, you very you very handily bring me on. I'm just going to jump jump around. Because uh, you've you've raised one of my my later questions, and let's let's so let's dig into that now. I mean, yeah. it's it's from the point. I'm just interested whether it, it's it's all good, it's all gravy for everyone, and when a big production comes in, everyone gets a piece of it somewhere, or whether um, one or other, you know, somebody somewhere thinks it loses loses out. But I, I personally, I think it's as you know, it's not a zero sum game. We can all, we all win. But I, I'm just I'm just intrigued whether that's just my inherent and in ill informed optimism or whether that's um that's really how it happens. So Crispin, perhaps you could you could speak to that as someone who's based making films in this in this in this region, whether sort of a Netflix or an Apple Plus coming in has um a, a negative or a net a, a net
4: positive. I don't think I think the uh, I don't think you can there's, there's not a negative. Good. I mean just, that's what the, I thought. Just simply isn't a- well, I mean, you know, and, and as um, as um, Jim was referring to, then you know, the you know the, the wider impact of, you know, what we do, what film productions do, unlike any other business, is they engage with right across the communities in which they work. Yeah. So it, you know, it is it's the hotel, it's the. You know, it's the B and B, it's the local chip shop, it's the local power. I mean, it it is absolutely everybody. You go into a village, you know, and people get involved in, um you know, in in, in being in the background, in casting, and this and the other. You know, we have an opportunity, and this is the, the the difficult bit when you start talking to authorities. Is authorities seem to be obsessed? The economic model is obsessed by um the concept of inward investment. And we get that. It's you know, it's that's what everybody talks about. But the bit that no one really can quantify, which is the unique beauty of what we do, is what it does to people's souls and spirits to have a film crew come and show something that's going on. And you give someone a job and you know and, and there's a there's a notion around our industry that it's impossible to get into and that, you know and yes, but, but that's a perceptual difference. If you go onto any film set anywhere, you'll find a little smattering of people who, you know, Oxford and Cambridge and blah, de, blah, de, blah. And you'll find a little smattering of people whose father was in the business and did it. You'll also find a whole load of people who found them on a film set randomly. Yeah. It turned up in our village. I asked for a job. <laughs> someone said, do this. You know, I, I, someone turned up at my recording studio 35 years ago and asked if they could use the studio. I said, "Yeah, but actually, I'm selling it." What do you, you know? And he said, "What are you going to do?" I said, "I don't know anything." He rang me up the next day. And said, "Do you want to drive a minibus on this shoot?" <laughs> 35, yeah. th- Thirty-five years later, yeah. you know, and 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 our business does that, and all around the county, productions that I've been involved with, there are people who have been touched and engaged in the process. Some for financial benefit, but some not necessarily. But every single one of them. Positively, yeah. You know, you and know. and 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 there is a thrill. I mean, we haven't been overrun yet. We're not the Southeast. Mm-hmm. Of- I love the fact of film companies coming and they're spending their money here. I love all the work that you guys are doing, but we don't actually want to be overrun, no, because then we spoil the beauty of what we have. Mm. People come here to make films not only because of our locations, not only because of that, but actually they come here because there's a quality to the work they mm-hmm. can do. Yeah, the ease with which they can go about it, the general welcome they will have from the communities in which they work, which you don't get in the southeast of England or in Manchester or in Glasgow, where they are absolutely rammed, and you're mm. fighting for availability on that street or this street or that person or this crew member. Come yeah. to East Anglia and enjoy your work.
0: Absolutely. I'm gonna, you know, I every every week when I put this out, I I, I pull a quote out of, of the interview. That is the quote, isn't it? Out. It's, <laughs> only, you know, that is, is that, the quote. This is. There are some interviews you do, and you just think, uh, you know, I hope this really livens up because uh, at the moment I'm a bit worried that it's going to have to sit on a shelf. And there are some that you know are pure gold. And I have to say, that's broken the speed record for me. That's, you know, that's brilliant. That's, well done, that's, Crispin. That, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you heard, um, I think it was a week or so ago, um, Radio 4, uh, the PM programme went up to Halifax where Disney Plus is shooting. And they were interviewing, the. As, as Crispin said, they were interviewing the cafe where Samuel L. Jackson and she missed him and she was gutted had a coffee and, and 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 oh he's very good for halifax and 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 i suppose what i wanted to, to get into in my head and understand is how it works when people are looking for a location to film i mean i, I do they especially either lo, you know either from the uk uk tv netflix <laughs> big studios do they already have something in mind they're looking for or do you literally have to grab some grab a location scout off the train, throw them in a taxi before any other region can get their hands on them? How does it how does it work? Um, Can I start with Craig and Rachel Crispin and uh, uh, actually Craig, Rachel, Jim, then Crispin.
3: Okay, so, yeah, so for us, I mean, we'll get inquiries and uh, we'll kind of direct people because we're very much a signposting service for Norfolk Screen. So we'll signpost them to our website, our locations directory, or we can email them to other people in the districts just to kind of come up with some ideas. Um, But usually we have a bit of a brief, to be honest with you. Uh, But sometimes people just come to Norfolk because they're looking for something, maybe, I don't know, something kind of, Dick, you know, a bit Charles Dickens or something historical period. So they already know the region, so they'll come up and they'll do a bit of scouting and uh, go from there, really.
0: OK, I mean, Elm Hill is, is the one that always springs to mind, isn't it, for yeah. Or, or yeah, the beach yeah. of Holcombe. But, uh, Rachel, what, what, is, is it a similar thing for you? Because yes, I noticed. Yeah, that. I'm oh,
2: sorry. No, sorry,
0: I, I noticed all the, like, I've, I've sort of printed, I've got literally... Sheaf here. I'm, I'm for the purposes of audio. I'm showing a large wad of paper with films <laughs> printed out and look where they filmed. And you mentioned uh, Jim, meant you mentioned Cursey, and that's the the tower there is one in one of my favorite episodes of, of Campion from the 90s. Uh, look to yeah. the lady, Fantastic. But sorry, Rachel, go on.
2: Yeah, so so we'll use that as an example. The Magpie Murders um, shoot, they obviously knew they wanted to film in Suffolk, but um, the location, we've been in touch with them for quite a while. And um, with Jill Green, the executive producer, and the location manager contacted us sort of early part of last year and said, we're looking for a quintessentially Suffolk village um, and we got together all the ones that we knew and they went and scouted them and chose Kersey as because it was the most easily controllable one. Um, and what we do is we permit on behalf, behalf of the council so we can close that we can apply to close the road for on behalf of the council and make the process really quite much easier. And. Um, but yeah, so that was so that's how that one came about. And they were de- definitely looking to suffer. But like today we've had an inquiry for American style roads, um, military air bases mm. for a for a new feature film. Um so I've just put together a package of locations and I've sent those off, and then hopefully they're gonna come and scout in a week or so. And we we always offer ourselves up as like We'll come and show you around. You know, we just we try and be as welcoming as possible. To try and, and we try and be as proactive as possible to get people actually here to look. Because once people come here, they 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 can see exactly what the region's got to offer. Um, and then we can, can, you know, we've got preferential rates with hotels. We've got we've got we've got a free crew database like um Norfolk Screen do, so we can mm-hmm. offer crew and things like that. So it's it's sort of the whole package really, rather than just the locations. We can sort of try and sell the, the region as a really attractive
0: place to film okay brilliant uh, jim do you have anything to add or as rachel yeah, Jim, I seem to be giving you let to you last all the time it's
1: fine no <laughs> um so screen suffer because we work on behalf of the councils and we've got devolved powers to authorize permits we manage all council locations so if somebody wants to use a road or a street or a council building um then they come via us and if anybody even wants to do on street film and they come via us and we authorize that and sort of issue permits But because we've also got the council locations, we also sign up private locations. So we're kind of like a mixture of council and private locations. So we've got stately homes, uh, we've got private beaches, we've got arable land, we've got a full, we've got a plethora of sort of locations all across the county. And what we'll find as well, and sort of Craig will probably find this as well, is that if we can get the production hooked in on their key location... So they, say, for example, they're looking for a stately home. If we can get that in Suffolk and get the production to agree on that, they'll then look out from there and say, right, we actually need a little cottage. We need a country lane. We need a bar. We need a pub. So they'll kind of look for the key location. That's one of the things where I know that we're very successful because yeah. we have all this full range of over 500 locations. Once I found the key location, we then find out and look for all the secondary locations. Yeah,
0: Crispin, how does how does it work for you do, in terms of your your slightly different field from from the other three? Do you, do you sort of get out there and, and and entice people in, or is it literally the phone that never stops ringing so you can choose what you do?
4: Well, I mean, for me, it's all you know. My it's all it's always script led. Generally speaking, you know. So, well, it's script led or with the sort of the new sort of pop-up studio offer you know it's kind of studio led and um <clears throat> I will um you know as a location manager who's been around for a long time and sort of with a little bit of a Norfolk hat you know i mean, in the land of the blind man the one-eyed man is king you know so um you know I get a lot of calls um from um you know, and I don't mean that. Dis- you know, but you know, let's let's be honest. You know, we have been we have been on the periphery of film production for you know. There's uh-huh. you know, you go to London. There's seven hundred location managers. You come to Norfolk. There's three of us. Uh-huh. Hello. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Um. So, but no. So I get um. So I get calls. I get a project. You know, I I, I get a brief from within my network of people, um. And I will go out and take pictures, or I will um. You know, I tr- you know I'm a freelancer, so I you know I I try not I do a lot actually, but I try not to run around like a blue ass fly not being paid. Um, <laughs> but it does happen. Um, and you know one of the things that we're all in the same boat with here, with with, um, our common vision for this area, is that at at some level we kind of we kind of have to put out a bit. Yeah. To to, to make them come here, mm-hmm. and then once we've got them here, we also have to be, you know, what we have to do um, is we have to be very, very cute on our pricing, because we don't yet have the fullest range of really, really tip-top, tip-top crew. We have lots and lots and lots Mm -hmm. I'm regular, you know, my my shows that I'm doing here at the studio, this and the other, you know, we're getting to 50% local, Mm -hmm. but every production that is going to come here is more or less likely to come with key HODs and preferred themes. So there's always going to be um, that full accommodation thing, you know, so... You know, no producer wants to spend, you know, producers want money on the screen, in front of the camera. They don't want it in the hotel industry, much as we know the economic benefit with our other hats on, you know, but we want it on screen. So we have to nail the costing. So if it's gonna cost you X amount of money to put it on, to put a whole load of people up, to come here, then we need to make sure that all of our other costs Mm -hmm. Mm. are sufficiently cute to offset that. Yeah. So the starting point is Norfolk, Suffolk, middle of nowhere. Second point is financial controller goes, ah! (laughs) (laughs) We have to come in and go, no. But you might put your money in your hotels and you might have to pay your per diems. But when you get... Here, 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 and here. It's so much cheaper and more efficient to work here that you're offsetting that cost. It's not actually yeah. more yeah, expensive. Uh, so that's the challenge we all have. Is we have to not, we have to not be greedy. We have to be really, really, really attractive. And beyond the beautiful beach and a bill boom, we have to be across all, across the board, we have to be really 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 attractive
0: yeah i want to come to, to to craig in a second but i just wanted to follow follow you up on that uh crispin is what kind of assistance do you get from uh local authorities and organizations like the local enterprise partnership uh to make that as easy as possible
4: is that is that for me yeah
0: so crispin if, 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 if cause, okay. Cause okay. you make a very uh, interesting point
4: okay so um in respect to in respect to all of the district councils that i've worked with um, brilliant, great, yeah brilliant, yeah. better than you know, better than anywhere I've worked, and I've worked everywhere, honestly, brilliant, so helpful, so welcoming, so complete Very enthusiastic. Just enthusiastic, and yes. also and just understanding what we were saying earlier, now, understanding the value yes. of having someone come and shoot there and da de da da and oh, my goodness me, look, there's Chroma Pier on BBC One <laughs> from the 29th of November till the 7th of January eight times a day. Fill your boots in Chroma. We'll look after you, because yep. they've got it. Yeah. So, you know, so that, they are brilliant. The, 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 the LEP and the other kind of... Um, investment and in authorities, um, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of the right noises, but tremendously tricky to actually make it happen because what we deal in is not what they deal in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If if I was made of London brick, and I needed some foundations dug for me to go in they'd be funding me till the cows came home, but I'm not. No. I run around like a lunatic trying to make things happen for film, and they find it quite difficult. And I'm sure I'm, sure, I'm you know, you've all, we've all had these, we all know the LEP, they're lovely, we're all great. Lots yeah, and no, lots no, no, and no, no. lots of,
0: I'm not, but I'm not.
4: the evidence at this point does not say that yeah. the LEP is really working for our industry because there is no significant LEP investment in any film-related project in our region
3: no,
4: and no. we've probably all talked ourselves blue in the face with them to try and change that
0: right okay so you i, f- I feel Not like you've, you've challenged me the now well you know um <laughs> m- maybe maybe i mean to, to me as, as an as, as someone who sort of spent his career sort of on the periphery of on the periphery of everything almost uh seems like what well, well, this is this is a, this is great this is a no brainer let's 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 get out there and do something and i hope one of my think one of my dreams for this podcast is that it might uncork a bottle or two um of, and yes, uh, get the the things pot, going Mike. exactly exactly
3: <laughs> that's what i like to hear which is um, interesting because i was uh, going to just add a little bit to that we had a production that wanted to shoot uh, this way but they were looking for an incentive fund that's what they wanted. They just wanted a little bit of money, not loads. We approached the councils and the LEPs and other authorities, and just there was a no-go because we haven't got the, the cash there to do it. But you know, I think making the noise is so important because someone's going to start listening, and we know if we can just invest a little bit in something, we're going to get a lot in return. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So while the interesting point that Rachel and Jim were making about how uh, Screen Suffolk operates is that, do we do we have an equivalent Norfolk body or perhaps a Cambridgeshire body? And if we don't, do we need one?
3: Well, one of the reasons we set up Norfolk Screen was just so that we could at least put a flag in the sand, so to speak, so that we were here. So if productions do want to reach out to us, that they can, and that we were able to provide that kind of free public directory of what we've got here. Cause we didn't, I we don't have it in Norfolk and you can go and speak to people, but there's nothing on a website anywhere that you can Google and find. Um, For like crew for example um so we created that um but i do know that norfolk county council have commissioned um a body called olsberg who are going to pull together this wonderful report and it's going to be released on the 17th of february i believe there's going to be a meeting so not long so we'll find out if there's anything from that what they're going to be recommending for norfolk it'll be really interesting to see
0: good okay i shall uh, shall (laughs) look at that with interest (laughs) (laughs) No, um,
4: let's, uh, let's... Why are you
2: shaking your head?
4: Lucky, lucky this is only... A... This isn't a visual podcast, is it? Uh, no, no, no. He said, sh-
0: no, it's not. It's all audio. It's all audio. If, if I do... Uh... <laughs> OK, OK. That's... So it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll cut that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah maybe may, may, let's let's see what we well let's let's see I mean I'm not I'm not uh, oh, empowered ben,
3: you do make me laugh
0: I'm not, I don't <laughs> have special powers but uh, uh, let's see what we can do um so um where's my list of questions um I, I, I... so um you've you've mentioned a lot about the, the 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 amount of skilled people we do have here uh is is, is there a, a sufficient chain of people coming through or is that something that needs develop- developing? Because I've spoken to, uh, particularly in Haverhill, uh, on one of my first shows, a chap called Andy. Oh, actually, it was the first show a chap called Andy Hunter uh, wanted to come on and talk about his six form offer for um, the the uh, the create for the creative sector. He wanted to uh, improve the amount of courses and things he had available to train people in not the uh, behind the camera arts. Um, and uh, that was let's say that's one of the first things first people i had on to sort of uh, wave the flag for that and said this is what i want to do so um perhaps start with jim this time what what's the what's the skills picture look like for the creative the the creative in the filmmaking sector here
1: it's growing because you've got lots of lots of people coming out of college with sort of media courses and media degrees um wow. But there is always, currently, there is the London bleed, which is basically you graduate, you want to get onto a film set or work in production, and you generally go to London. I did that. I know Rachel did that as well, where we sort of had to go to London apply our trade and our craft and then sort of when we're sort of a bit older we've got families and that sort of stuff we kind of move back out to suffolk so i think there is a kind of there's still a london bleed but i think it it is changing with organizations such as screen skills um where people are given being given more practical opportunities and screen suffolk is part of a a larger organization called film fixer which is now operating a, a new course called set ready training which there have been a number of them, I think they've done about six cohorts so far. One of them was done in West Suffolk at the end of last year. And it's a real kind of practical three-day course on on how to be ready to go onto set so you can kind of go and study at university and that sort of stuff but actually stepping onto a set it's it's when you first go on there it's almost like a foreign world using all these different terminologies and and that sort of stuff that are unfamiliar to most sorts of people and you kind of go onto a a big film set being a fresh student where do you stand how do you act what's the line of management um so there are courses that are, are being brought online which kind of addresses that. You've got the academic side of things, but you actually need the practical experience. So the Set Ready training course does really simple stuff like how to operate a radio. Mm -hmm. Because that's really important. If you can't communicate on set and you don't know how to use a radio and where to stand, you're gonna find it a lot harder. And one of the things about Set Ready is that you then get a a placement on a film within an area. Um, And actually most people that have done the cohort so far are now going on and are working full-time on daily jobs. Um, and a lot of them have been taken on by Netflix and Disney. So there is a path, but we know there's a massive production boom going on at the moment. Um, and there's lots of people at the entry level that are trying to get their first break on into the industry. There's a few more mid-level, but as Crispin said earlier on, most head of departments, HODs, come as a package from London. Yeah. What we're finding in Suffolk is that people because we don't have a studio currently people won't base the whole production here they'll be based at a studio somewhere around the m25 and then they'll come out for two three four weeks and it's part of the studio shoot as well so they'll bring all the hod and the key people out to suffolk or norfolk to do the shoot and that's been more complicated over the last couple of years with COVID. yeah so for example you can't just bring somebody on board for a day because there's very rigorous PCR COVID testing so myself and Rachel weren't able to go well we were able to go and stand at the periphery of Magpie Murders um, when that was being shot but we weren't able to go into the set purely because of the really rigorous PCR testing and we'd have had to travel pre going on set travel to a different location get a PCR test and that's because there was an Irish production coming in at the time the Irish weren't receiving vaccines and they were understandably very concerned. So there was almost like a a barrier. So you can't just bring somebody on for a day. Yeah. And I think that's going to carry on for a while. Yeah. With this sort of the very rigorous testing. Mm. Um. But I think the pathways are there. The opportunity is there. But it's matching up the people that have got the skills to the locations and the places when it's available. So just
0: I'll come on to Rachel now and then and then sort of go around Craig and and then Crispin again. Rachel, is there any Educate, are there any educational providers, colleges in the region that you particularly want to, to 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 give a good shout out to at this point in terms of what they're doing and and, and helping people get ready, or is that something you'd like to see develop more of in the sort of well, I mean,
2: West Suffolk College are really um, they've got a great level for digital production course um, which uh, has got some. And they, they're pretty um, innovative in the way that they um, run the course. They, they've they just, last year, they made a film called Maximus, actually with a Norfolk um, uh, production company called Submotion. Rachel and Rich Prendergast went on and worked with all the students on the level four um, production course. And they made this amazing short film, which um, ended up getting shown at Cannes. It was made to a very, very high standard. Um, And, you know, the the course leader there, Ben Pryke, is really proactive about getting those um, students proper um, on-set experience working with, you know, professionals. Um, And they're currently, they've got a GoFundMe page for their new um, production called The Sheriff. They've just emailed about that. So they're looking for funding for that. So, yeah, every year they're going to make a short film um, and it gives gives all those students on that course such a, a really good grounding in in the industry. Um, Jim and I also go out to most of the colleges in um in Suffolk you know across over the year and do um sort of information sessions and talks about how to get into the industry and just a sort of brief overview of what we do and things like that it's been on, mostly online obviously for the last couple of years yeah. but yeah we try and so we go to Suffolk, <clears throat> Suffolk New College um they've all got good courses um, yeah can you think of any others Jim
1: no I think they're, they're the kind of main ones aren't they
2: yeah 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 brilliant Craig
1: do you do
0: you want to sort of well, comment on the on the the skills? I think we're in really
3: well, Norfolk. I think we're really lucky with the universities that we have here. We have two excellent universities. You know, University of East Anglia and Norwich University of Arts, both offering film. Um, and I know UEA now have got a production element to their film because mm-hmm. it used to be quite theory based, but they are actually offering a production course as well. And also we have City College Norwich, which offer media production courses. Again. They're absolutely brilliant. I think it's a bit of chicken and egg, really, isn't it? Because obviously the more productions you get here, the more opportunities those students are going to get to Mm -hmm. be runners. They're going on set and seeing what it's like. Um, And we want that to happen. We want more people here so that they get them opportunities. And I know that universities would love that for their students, uh, because my experience from speaking with a lot of students is that they want to stay in Norfolk. They absolutely love being here, but, you know, they are then taken away to manchester or london because they think that's where they need to go for the work yeah but then there are also other great services like um i know jim mentioned screen skills they do a trainee finder um crispin did you use any of those for the souvenir the um screen skills trainee finders or anything like that no but they do offer placements and opportunities for young people as well yeah and all the
2: um sorry all the all the uh students from west Suffolk college who undertook the set ready training they are all going to Get work, paid work on productions in Suffolk when they graduate. That's sort of part of the course, so they'll then get their sort of first job on a on a on a production th- through us. So yeah, so it's got it's all about just getting people work in the actual in the region, trying <laughs> to keep, keep them here. <laughs> Crispin, do you want to speak to your
0: experience with the skills situation?
4: Um, yeah, um, yeah, what Craig said. You know, we, I mean, NUA, Norwich University of the Arts. Um, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I have had through the studios and on productions that I've, I've worked it out, was just on the phone with him this morning, I've had over 20. Kids out of NUA, either recently graduated or even second, some second and third year students actually coming out onto sets. Um, if they're undergraduates, they tend to come out for expenses only and do a little bit of an internship. But if they're actually coming through it um, and out the other side of it, they've ended up getting, you know, you know, maybe do maybe do one gig for no money for a couple of weeks or something, and then I, you know, I noticed them and then they come back and I've had 20 people come through me, and I would say that NUA produce set ready students. Yeah, um, they really really are impressive. At, um, <laughs> And um, <clears throat> one of the challenges you will always have, I think that traditionally we've always had with um, film and television and media production courses is you get lots and lots and lots of people coming out there who are like right to produce the directors. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but what about camera? What about lighting? what about grit? What about the technical crafts? And I think that's really where the problem is. And I'm just doing it right now on another show that's coming up and um, you know, I'm I'm a wash. I'm a wash with production. I'm a wash with art department. I'm a wash with, ca- with 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 costume. I'm a wash with makeup and wardrobe. I can give you one second AC. I can give you one AC. Give you one cinematographer, but actually no, he's left the county years ago. A um, couple of grips, but no trainee grips. You know. Two gaffers, but they spend all their life working away and no one else. So I think the, the big for me, the big, big, big issue is in the technical crafts mm-hmm. um and in these courses producing film technicians not want to be producers and directors. Mm. Um and then the other challenge we have, I think, which is which is good and bad, is again just pulling together my list for this particular and touching base with people who I've already worked with is we get a few of them and they come out and they're on a show and they we love them. They love them. Oh my goodness me. They take them with them. Yeah. Thievery.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on all these
4: we, tried that we gave, a, gave a break to, they're not here anymore. Yeah. I've literally, yeah. literally come off the phone with half a dozen people who we started at the studio <laughs> 18 months and two years ago. They're gone to me, they're out, they're gone. Sorry, I'm on this job for six months. Oh, sorry, I'm on an Amazon job. Because people come in here, producers, production people come in here, meet someone, love them. And that's the nature of the business, you know. You get your foot in the door, you do a good job, you're personable, you're helpful, you're good at your job, people like you, and they'll take because they're you know, it's like gold dust if you're crewing up, it's gold dust to find people who are talented, enthusiastic, got initiative and and above the rule are
1: just helpful. You know, yeah, yeah. So I there's, make, I there's make, Challenges, I think I was going to mention as well. There's also another um, organization that's um, called the, the BFI Film Academy that's run in mm-hmm. Suffolk and in Norfolk. Yeah. And yeah, that's for 16 to 19 year olds. And that's very practical week long course going through the process. That's available to anybody. You don't have to have any sort of cool, sort of experience in the past. Uh, and that's a really great course. And that's run by Alice and Alex from uh, Creative Creativity. Nation.
3: Yeah, it's, it's well, brilliant, sort of, isn't it,
1: Jim? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sort of, I've helped out on some of those courses as well. And you kind of get people in at the start of the week and they've never put a script together. They've never done any editing or anything. And by the end of the week, they've gone through the whole process with experienced people. I know sort of Guy Myhill who shot the Goob, yeah. sort of Norfolk-based. Yeah. Um, he kind of goes and works on that as well. It's a real practical, hands-on. And at the end of the week they come out with a film. So they've actually got the start of their CV saying, I have got experience. Mm -hmm. It's in a sort of very, quite a soft setting but it gives them a taster. And that's another really good opportunity for people. And
3: the confidence as well, I think, as well, yes. Jim, doesn't yeah. it, to then progress on to either applying to college to do a course or going into university to do something that they're interested in.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And they get to do every aspect of it. And you'll see after four or five days, someone's like, I want to be an editor. One of the person is, camera's where I want to be. So it's giving them a taste so they've got some idea of which direction they might want to go in.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because one of the things that one of the reasons I started doing this was um, I was recovering from an illness and I'd had to give up my previous employment. Um, and I was volunteering with a friend who ran a recording studio and uh, digital transfer business uh, on the Norfolk Suffolk border. And cause he was suffering from terminal cancer and he just needed an extra pair of hands once, twice a week. So I'd go uh, down there and, and, and sit and do things like pull together, um, Vintage BBC interviews from like the fifties, where when the sound is on another reel and just integrate the two, and I just found that fascinating. Um, and I think that the less I have to hear my own voice and see my own face, the better. So that's that, that's 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 uh, that's that's really interesting that we we need those those skills. And I think there's there's a real opportunity for providers there. Uh, Andy Hunt again if you're listening that' your, that's your cue as they say um one of the things I was I, I, and I love I love this doing this because it mainly allows me to satisfy my own curiosity about things but obviously you've got productions like and I'm gonna keep mentioning this sorry uh you've got the Avengers coming here and you've got um Stardust filmed on Elm Hill where the region is not the, the locations in the region are not acting as themselves they're acting as uh, other other places in sometimes fantastical places how do you go about convincing people because obviously you've got you've got the you, crispy mentioned the big cities you've got uh, liverpool docks doubling as new york glasgow again how do you go about convince convincing people that what you what they're looking for can be found here on a place that's um when what they're looking for is 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 not findable on planet Earth, if I can put it that way. Um, anyone want to jump in on that? Sorry, um, Rachel.
2: Well, I mean, I think location managers have the vision to see things that you know that they're lo- that they're looking for if they can. And there's always art department. And you know, for I, I, for the for the personal history of David Copperfield. We both, I, Barry St. Edmunds featured as Victorian London, and they closed down the whole of the Angel Hill and turned that into Victorian London. And on screen, they just put some pools in the background, and then it's, voila, we're in London. You know, it's, it's easily done, isn't it? Um, and was the shot was the, when they filmed at Kings Lynn for that? Was that um, meant to be Kings Lynn, or was it meant to be somewhere else? It was meant oh, to be Great. Time. It was meant to be Great Yarmouth. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, which isn't a big stretch, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other locations. Obviously, um, like the, another one we had is the dig, which is obviously meant to be Suffolk. So that wasn't very difficult either. But I think location managers know when they see a place if it can work as something else. I think yeah. you know. I
1: mean, the the um... The Amazon series that we had had shooting last all the way through last summer, um, it was meant to it's, it's meant to be South Carolina. Yeah. So they were looking for a cliff. Don't have many cliffs in Suffolk. But we've got what I call hillocks and brows, depending on the camera angle. Um, so that was meant to be South Carolina. And originally they were going to be shooting in South Africa, but COVID hit. That got mm-hmm. pulled. So they had to go and find somewhere. Um, and obviously it's amazing things that you can do in post production um So it kind of it, it adapted very well. So,
0: Craig, is there any? Is there any? Uh, are you just acting as a sort of signposting service, and they say, yeah. we're, you know, we're looking for for this, that, or the yeah. other. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, that is kind of what we do. But like Rachel was saying, location managers are great because they've got the vision. They know what they're looking for. And also production designers. I was just thinking of um, like Jingle Jangle, for example, that was on uh, Elm Hill. I know Gavin, uh, who's a production designer, he was a production designer for Stardust as well and used that street. So mm. I think he was able to then recommend that as part of it from what from what I heard. Um, so, you know, people have the vision, don't they? That's the thing. And I know, Crispin, I'm just thinking you've managed to do lots of doubles, things like with London in the Souvenir um so yeah you know with king's
4: didn't you as well yeah i mean you can do it you can do an enormous amount i mean i don't think that um i mean i'm i'm not i'm not well i am actually that's ridiculous i am you know i spend i spend a lot of time trying to persuade people that you can shoot the living you know my my you know my my studio hat is is um you know it's classic it's nothing new it's not rocket science it's what's gone on in film for very very many many years you know you're based in the studio, you've got your standing sets and your weather cover. Um, and then you shoot the living daylights out of everything within 35, 40 minutes of the studio base. And on the souvenir, we shot Kings Lynn. Um, we shot Kings Lynn for Cambridge and Soho. On the same two days, <laughs> 150 yards apart from each other, the crew sets. Um, we shot London and Soho in um, Norwich on souvenir part one. Um, you know, and I think that, I think the thing is, is that, you know, you never, we're not, you know, we're not going to give you the Alps (laughs) and we're not going to give you Canary Wharf. (laughs) That is what we're not going to give you. But, you know, you do your second unit stuff, your big, wide second unit stuff, your scene setting stuff. And the fact of the matter is, is that across the United Kingdom at ground level, in one way, shape, or form, architecture is generic. You know, yeah. a red brick terraced house, yeah, in Kingston is the same as a red brick terraced house in London, Manchester, yeah. yeah, Hull. You know, that's you know, so architecture. So if you're shooting your bigger and your wider stuff elsewhere, your establishes, you come down and shoot on the ground, and you've got you know, you've got You've got the magic of you've got the magic of the camera and a production designer and you can make anything look like anything.
3: Mm.
4: So, you know, I think we you know, it, it's difficult. But again, I, I come back to the fact and what you've been alluding to. I come back to the fact that, you know, you start <clears throat> you start with a project and a script with a particular vision and a couple of particular ideas and designers and location managers who we know what we're looking for. We know kind of what you can cheat. You've got a sort of a starting thing. Um, it's very difficult for what um, you know, the space we're in. It's very difficult to go out there and go, Come to Norfolk, we can be Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, come to Norfolk, we're Sydney. You know, I mean yeah. you, you really sell that. It's really around, you know, it's something to do with the um it's something to do with you know, the script initially, a production initiative. Um, and, of course, we must not forget what um, um, the, co- the question that, that, that comes up again and again and again. It's almost the first question out of the starting blocks with producers, not location managers, designers, but producers is if there are a production fund in the region. Yeah. You know, and at some level, the international production landscape location, destination, landscape is hugely competitive and producers will always follow the money. Yeah. yeah. And as long as we don't have that fund here, we will remain at a huge disadvantage to all of the other regions in the United Kingdom and internationally with whom we seek to compete on a level playing field. It's not level.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Right, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I just it, it's a hangover from my previous life. I just immediately start thinking of right. What can we do? What can we do? How can we, how can we change that? Um, forget forgetting that I'm no longer doing that job, um. But nevertheless, nevertheless, you've got a spare five, I've got a film to make. Oh right, okay. <laughs> I, I, I I shall inspect the back of my sofa, um, and uh, probably the all the discarded pasta that I'll find down there. Um, right, Where was I? Is that. I wanted to sort of talk uh, before we start winding up about um, the impact of gaming because gaming is obviously getting more and more and more sophisticated. And whilst it isn't taking the same, I would think the same num the same types of of uh, using the same types of sort of craft people as uh, filmmaking, there will be a lot of overlap. I mean, I know, for example, in Haverhill, at the epicenter there on the top floor, there is a a, a growing gaming studio um that's doing lots of green screen um and lots of mo- motion capture uh, does does do you get inquiries from gaming companies in the same way you do filmmaking companies or do they have any impact at all the blank looks to suggest that this is one that's yeah. going to be excised in, in the edit <laughs> <laughs> no okay that's right just sorry just, just thought that's a question i just thought i mean crispin do you have any um any uh relation any um contact with the people looking to make uh media for games or is it just pure filmmaking
4: uh to be brutally honest no but it's it's something that i think we're all aware of that um is um it's so similar i mean you know why why there isn't why there isn't more crossover yeah um i don't know but but i think that i think the the main thing would be i think um that it would most most of the gaming stuff is by definition gonna be studio based green screen yeah. motion capture, blah, 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 blah. So the absence of the studio facilities here is a disadvantage to us in trying to attract them. And I don't think I well, I'm I know, pretty much know that, you know, people shooting gaming stuff are not coming up here to run around in the field behind my house. Yeah. You know. The you know, so um it's something I think we've got our industry and what we're all doing I think we have some work to do to 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 engage with that business which is clearly huge mm-hmm. um, and with um, with Cambridge mm-hmm. being right at the forefront of games developers and games producers so you know it's happening in our region and I think that just yeah the the the, the, the there needs to be some engagement between the two
0: yeah. That's lucky. I have uh, some uh, regular contact with uh, Ace of Borrows in his gaming studio, so I'll, I'll have I'll, I'll have a word now. Um, just quickly, um, um, Rachel, uh, is there? I'll start with Rachel. Is there? Is is it a case that when the phone rings or the email comes in, uh, it's like? it's an equal it's it's it, it, every it's all the same to you you know all the same to you that's a terrible way of phrasing it but is it a case of whether it's a, a like a tv series of a, a film whoever it is you think great that's just that's another production or are the particular people you get coming in the inbox you know like let's say warner brothers or uh, you know one of the disney outshoots that you just get really excited <laughs> netflix you go, look 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 um so it's, no, I, I mean,
2: no, I don't think i make any more effort for them than I would for anyone else. No, no, else.
0: no, it's just simply, <laughs> uh, simply a, a reflection of excitement over get over, over who it is and the scale of the production that yeah, will be. No, yeah,
2: you know, when, when you hear that there's a big Disney Plus series that are wanting to film, you want to get them to suffer. I want to get them to suffer. I want to get them to the region. I want them to come here. So, you know, I'll obviously do my best to try and get them here by sending them out the, the best locations that we have, by giving them the best service that I that we can. Mm-hmm. You know, but I hope I hope I do that for everyone. But yeah, no, it would be you know when we get like a big Amazon Prime series like we had last year, it it was really exciting, and it also gets everyone else really excited as well. You know, people you know people across the county really excited about residents and parish councils, and everyone sort of works together to really make it work and to make sure everyone feels as welcome as possible in 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 the county. So yeah,
0: brilliant. Is anyone else? Craig is it similar to you or is it it just like well yeah
3: I think it's you know obviously we'll treat everyone the same that we get through and then we'll liaise with the districts if they've got any locations that they can recommend but it is you know it is exciting when you do see some of those things coming through because you know how amazing it could be for the region and for film tourism as well you know that's kind of the other impact that it can have being able to create jobs in the region seeing it on the big screen it is you know it is thrilling isn't it you know it's amazing Mm -hmm. to see those Mm -hmm. things
1: can i just say it's not always glamorous it sounds glamorous (laughs) yeah eight hours in a field on the coast last year waiting for the grand tour to launch a 30-ton trebuchet (laughs) and i can tell you it was not a fun day freezing cold (laughs) and raining wait being told it's going to go in two minutes and after seven hours it got launched
0: (laughs) oh dear that's a long day jim yeah. They also serve who stand and wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right now. Okay. Uh, la- last questions. Um, one of the things I like to do on the show is when I round up an interview is just ask a, a, a fairly whimsical question. Unfortunately, I've actually written four. So um, I'm going to launch, launch into them and just very quick fire. Um, get, get your answers and, and, and no particular order. Um, but the best, dis- the best start again the best depiction of our region on screen. TV, film, anything you like. Anyone? (laughs) Your favourite then, rather than best.
2: The Dig. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love seeing the Reeds. You know, that's where I, Yeah, it's really close to where I live as well, so I just, that really, yeah, I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we visited Sutton Hoo not long after we watched that film, so. So did lots of
2: people. Yeah, I bet they did. (laughs) Yeah. They had their busiest August since 2000, since they opened last Mm. August, you know, massive increase in visitor numbers. So that just shows the sort of screen tourism.
1: Yeah. Mm. Anyone else? I think, I think for me, it's a personal history, David Copperfield, Uh, myself and Rachel. It was the first kind of major Hollywood film that came into the region since we'd started working for Screen Suffolk. Um, And we were dealing with one of the best location managers in the business, Harriet Lawrence. And, Seeing her turn it around, I mean, there were months and months of planning for one or two day shooting and getting there in the morning, seeing it kind of just happen, do the filming. And then, I mean, Angel Hill looks absolutely stunning. And then probably by about four o'clock in the afternoon, it was turned back to the car park in front of the Angel Hotel. Um, And just seeing the speed and the quality of work that was done on that really set a precedent and set the bar for other productions that come into the Mm -hmm. county. Mm -hmm.
0: Anyone else? Craig, do you, do you have a favourite?
3: Yeah, I mean, I love David Copperfield. I mean, we didn't work on it at Norfolk Screen, but it was so lovely being able to see, you know, King's Lynn. And also, I really like things like fighting with my family, being able to see, like, Norwich Market on there, you know. Yeah. you know, It's it's wonderful to be able to see those kind of things.
4: The fighting with my family, of course, was a huge disappointment because there came the entire thing, the Norwich story, Norwich family, Norwich just that and the other... And they shot for one day in Norwich and one yeah. day in Yarmouth. And the whole of the rest of it was somewhere else. Mm. Huge, huge disappointment, huge opportunity missed yeah, yeah, yeah. for really engaging the community. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. somehow all of us up, we, we all, you know, it came up here. I, I came, I knew how it came up here because one of my former assistants was the location manager. on. She rang me up and going, I'm on my way up to Norfolk. Where would I park a thing in Yarmouth? I go, what are you doing? <laughs> what, are you doing? what are you doing in Yarmouth? I said, Well, yeah. sure, I'm doing this settling yeah. thing. I went, You're not. <laughs> oh my God, no. And but you know, and it was already set in stone. The first yeah. thing anybody knew about it was yeah. Emma popping up here to look for a couple of days filming. Yeah. Because the whole thing had been set up. The producers didn't even consider coming here. Yeah. They didn't, it never crossed their mind. Did... So that was real disappointment. I'm with you guys on David Copperfield, though. I mean, I've done a few things, but I have to say that. Um, so I did the Norfolk, I did the Norfolk bits as a, as the Norfolk sort of production services location manager thingy, and um, yeah, it was it did that particular team, led by Harriet, but also the production designer. I mean, everybody on that show was brilliant, professional yes. beyond, 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 beyond. And just to give you, and, and this is the kind of the quality, this is, this is a really nice story to end on actually. So this is um, uh, three, a, a month or so, six weeks, seven weeks, setting up, filming on Weybourne Beach, Clyde Marshes and um, Kings Lynn. And of course they're moving around the county and they've been to Bury and they've come back again and they've gone up to Hull. I mean, they literally, in terms of a show, what a wonderful show to be on as a location manager, designer, because it was about the locations. It just led. They went. They didn't, they didn't go, oh, we can't shoot further than 10 feet from the studio. Oh, well, we're not traveling there. No. If they needed to go to Hull for that street, they went there. Yeah. So this shooting crew had been all around the county, all around the country. I mean, you know, two or three days here, there and everywhere, just diving in, diving out whilst on the ground people were putting together over a much longer period of time. And um, on day two, the producers of that show turned up at Wayborn Beach, the second day they were on the beach, turned up, walked into the car park, and one of my security men came up to me with tears in his eyes, because the producer had walked in to the car park, got out of the car and said, morning, Lee. How are you doing? Mm. Gosh, you remembered my name. Yeah. I had, a, I, had a, I had a beautiful young kid who I literally randomly met his mum on the beach a couple of weeks beforehand um, when we were setting it up. And he's a kid, really delightful kid, um, on the spectrum, beautiful, does wonderful sort of comic book design, graphic y thing. And I got him, I said, come and be on the show. We'll give you a few quid and just come and be around. And he was just an absolute darling and this complete just sort of big, wide-eyed joy and enthusiasm to be on this massive machine, you know, yeah. with Peggy's upturned boat two hundred and fifty <laughs> yards down a shingle beach. Yeah. Diggers, you know, diggers, tractors, trailers, cranes, everything to try and facilitate it. You know, and on the second day, you know. The producer comes in and goes, where's Dominic? How's Dominic doing today?
0: Oh, wow. You
4: know, I went to see yeah. him. And, and, then, and then Kevin Loder wrote the most beautiful email I've ever read from any producer, thanking the Norfolk crew and all of the crew Brilliant. for two days of what he called cinema magic in Norfolk. And, um, you know, so, yeah. Super lovely people, super professional, and then the the actual work they did and what it looked like, mm. unsurpassed, beautiful, yeah, brilliant. Just for,
0: again, very quickly, uh, best use of our region is somewhere else. Any favourites?
4: Oh well, that was it then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that
0: was it then. Yeah. There you go. <laughs>
2: yeah, <sure>. good one.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, right. Oh well then, last, very last one. Last film you saw, Rachel.
2: Last film I saw was uh, Dunkirk. Oh, right. <laughs> I watched it at the weekend. It was on Netflix. There you go, what? Craig. I actually watched Ghostbusters: Afterlife,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was Ghostbusters film the other day for a little bit of popcorn magic.
1: There you go, Jim. Uh, boiling Point. Steve hey. Oh, Graham. that's really good, Very isn't one it? Shot. Absolutely incredible. Oh, fantastic. Check
3: it out. Amazing.
1: Yeah, Crispin. What
0: last film in the cinema, the or last, last film, the last, the very, the last film you saw, just anywhere.
4: Oh, uh, I um, yeah, I um, gave my son some education and showed him the Last King of Scotland a couple oh, of weeks ago. There um, you go. Brilliant. Well, that
0: I have really enjoyed that. That is, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for giving me so much of your time and being so generous. That's been fascinating stuff, and there's so so many sort of uh, calls calls to action uh, for for all of us. I think in in that so. Thank you very much, and uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll be in touch. And uh, I wish you all every success, and let's let's grow it. Let's let's keep it going. Fantastic. My thanks go to Jim, Rachel, Crispin, and Craig for that fascinating glimpse into the screen sector, which was originally released in March 2022 and there'll be more Best of the Guests, coming again soon. Eastern Promise returns next week, with episode 55, when I'll be chatting to Professor Cheryl Davenport of the East of England Local Government Association, ILGA, a membership group that represents all 50 councils in our region. We'll be discussing ILGA's landmark report into levelling up in our region, alongside the services ILGA provides. We'll also join the East of England All-Party Parliamentary Group in Westminster, hearing from MPs, council leaders and opinion formers from across the East of England. Stay tuned for that one. Until then, bye for now. Big Sky.
4: Big Potential. This is Eastern Promise.